0: You have reached the geek elite. Good luck. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of Love of Pages. We have managed to circle back around like we have managed to go through one pick from everybody yeah. they're really impressed with us because <laughs> clubs tend to fall apart the second meeting in
1: yeah yeah I, I can vouch for this
0: that is true no so, we have circled back to Stephen who has chosen for us the down days the down days. The Beautiful cover. Yeah. This beautifully Be- terrifying Just cover my- that kind of assaults my eyes. <laughs> Sound days. <laughs> and
1: does not blend in with my uh usual reading material at work. <laughs> it does, however, yeah. match your pop filter fantastically on your microphone. Oh, this is true. Oh, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, I so I, I think I told you guys the entire reason that I initially Like I was looking through books, audio books on Google play books. And uh, this was one that was shown as a thing that was forthcoming. And so I actually pre-ordered it. Like I want to say like two or three weeks out ahead of time. And so that ship had sailed (laughs) already. And I don't normally do that for books, for video games, any of these things, there was just something about it that I decided to take a chance on. And I was very happy about it.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, Stephen, go ahead and give us a little bit of a brief synopsis rundown. What are the down days?
1: So the down days, uh, is presumably in reference to the time <laughs> that spent during this pandemic that happens. And I know what yeah. you're thinking. Do we have to hear about a pandemic during a pandemic?
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. We, will, we, we. I okay. do feel like it's necessary to give people fair warning. If you are currently feeling very sensitive about being in quarantine, maybe come back to this on a better yeah. day.
1: Yeah. yeah. The, the, we'll the be one, thing, one, one of the things that was consistent across all of the marketing, uh, as I looked into it a little bit more for whatever marketing there is, there's not a lot. Um, hmm. One of the consistent phrases that's always tied to it is that it's an optimistic pandemic novel, which I do think is true, having come out the other side of it already. Okay. Um, in the beginning, there's a lot that's very reminiscent of <laughs> actual things, but n- n- none of it is, I think, like told in a way that's like, oh my god, I know, right? It's it's more like a this world is crazy and I'm along for the ride. I don't know if that's any different for you guys reading the uh, the the text, where you get to assign a voice to it. But for the audiobook, it it wasn't so much of like a this world is absolutely terrible, I hate all of it or anything like that. It's
2: it's definitely more like a this world is a this world and this is how we live in this world. Like okay. that's what I get from all the characters. Like it is what it is kind of thing.
1: So for you Elizabeth, you might have different feelings on that one? It to me,
0: and and we'll get into it more in the specific instances. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like a lot of people are going through, dealing with it because that's the way life is. Mm-hmm. But I definitely wouldn't call it optimistic at this point in the yeah. book. Like, yeah, there are sure. pretty awful, terrible things currently going on in this portion of the the book that we've read. Mm-hmm. Um, so Monday and Tuesday of a, of a week, and yeah. it's yeah. been <laughs> a heck of a Monday Tuesday. Um. <laughs>
1: I get like uh, to to get back to the synopsis. I, I love tangents. Sorry, um, <laughs> but no for for the synopsis of the thing. Um, again, like you said, if anyone is feeling particularly put off about pandemic talk, go ahead and loop back around later uh, in a more optimistic time when you want a pink book. Um, but. The, the the idea for this one is that there's this place in South Africa that's separated from everywhere else because there's an outbreak of something that um, people uh, refer to colloquially as the joke, where there's this uh, presumably virus that makes people just burst out in laughing and the laughing doesn't stop until that person like essentially like falls apart as a person. You can't function in that manner. Um Mm-mm. we're following a few different characters for this one, which is one of the most interesting parts about the writing and could be at times a confusing one. Uh, I guess, is there anything else that you guys think I've missed so far in this
0: one? No, it's a pretty good synopsis. Um, I guess uh, we are seven years past the original outbreak of the pandemic. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And we, we have a new well, world as a product of that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so like the the city is sectioned off from everywhere else. They don't have internet that leads outwards because of the circumstance in there, Um, which I think we do see certain things like that kind of thing happening. A little bit of like DMCA takedowns (laughs) being filed erroneously, um, Um, other things of that nature. Yeah. But yeah, I guess, but like without getting too into the plot stuff, uh, get into the plot stuff.
0: (laughs) There you go. So real quick, I'm going to throw it over to Jessica for our cocktail of the evening. We got
2: really it's Wh- a cocktail, I don't know, probably not. <laughs> it's just liquor. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> um, they mentioned whiskey a lot, and we were kind of sort of just in a mood to like keep things very simple and what's more simple than just drinking your favorite whiskey meat, like
1: <laughs> no, it's fair, and Sams definitely has an alcohol problem, so hey.
2: yep, he does. Yeah, I mean, the other choice, which they talk about more, is the moonshine, but I was not going to drink moonshine meat on camera.
1: You, I, don't, I don't know, I don't I, know why. You, you want to keep all of your eyeballs, not go deaf? I don't... Hey, my grandmother makes perfectly safe it's, moonshine.
2: It's actually... Yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> you just got to know who's making it and where it's made. I think
0: unfortunately, actually, <laughs> I'm currently... I've, I'm out of my moonshine at the moment, so...
1: I mean... No I was gonna make a pun <laughs>
0: <clears throat> I mean puns are always appreciated yeah, so. and nah, it, those it, was, puns. it was a
1: reach it was a reach
0: it was a reach, but oh. it was yeah. A reach
1: no. anyway.
0: yeah, so we're drinking whiskey, Jessica. What are you consuming?
2: uh just crown crown oil <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, mean, I like the simplicity I didn't try there's no version there's no version version of these things. I have a <laughs> vanilla coke. <laughs>
2: That, count. that count. could count. That actually could count because whiskey is known for having a vanilla taste to it. So, well, and additionally, Ash
0: consumes a ridiculous amount of soda, particularly
1: yeah. soda. You know, that's fair. That that, that is soda? true. <laughs>
0: um, this works. Um, I am drinking my preferred uh, Four Roses. Mm-hmm.
1: Sounds fancy. Yeah.
0: Super fancy. Yeah.
1: Not- <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah so I don't know I guess uh, Does anyone want to give like actual like plot things Or do you guys want to dive into it Because I for, okay. I personally want to start with how difficult It is to find this book <laughs> 100% Yeah that was one of my warnings before Because
0: it was an adventure to obtain the book Before I could even begin Reading the book
1: <laughs> yeah. Go ahead no no I was going to say like exactly how, what was this process for you?
0: So I decide I I waited too long so I was like I don't have time to wait for Amazon like I I need to go get this book now. So I went after work, got the book. Thought I was just going to get the book. I picked up like three other books because of how long it took me to find this book. <laughs> now it's it's a pandemic book. But based on what you were describing I figured we're talking straight fiction. Oh yeah, that's what yeah. I would
1: classify it as.
0: And and bre- having read a th- having read a third of it at this point, I still it's think fiction. Straight fiction. Yep. So, I diligently walk into the bookstore and I go straight to the fiction and I'm reading through and I'm like, "Okay, we're going to H and nothing." No go. Nothing. And I'm like, I should be able to find it. I mean, there are very few books with hot pink, you know, bindings on them. That's a pretty standout color. <laughs> I should be able to find this, and I'm not seeing it. And I'm not seeing. it. I was like, well, Stephen did say it was newly released. Maybe it's in the new releases. So I trudge up front, and I'm looking through the new releases. And then they were running a buy one get one on a couple tables. So I then perused that when I couldn't find this.
2: <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> I was like, mm. and I was like, that's good like
0: in historical fiction I'm like no that doesn't make any sense I'm like I don't think he said it was a young adult Mm-mm. so I was like okay so I'm like alright I'll go find somebody so found a lovely clerk and I had pulled it up on the bookstore's website so they could show me that it was in stock they had two copies in stock
1: I'm yeah. shocked that they had two. For, I, I just want to, like, sorry to interject. I've been around and I've looked for this book because, again, it's bright pink. It sticks out and everything. That book is nowhere. There's no marketing for this book. Nothing. That, mm-hmm. I, but I'm shocked they had two.
0: Yeah. The, so they had two. And I was like, okay, great. So I go, we, we talk, and I I show her the link on my phone because you can't, in between the two masks and the plexiglass and the <laughs> Easier to like hold the phone up and be like, here, look at it. And so she types it in and she goes, I can't find it. And I'm like, no, no, no. The website says you have it.
1: Yeah, like, do you want the UPC?
0: I'm like, You have this book. And she's like, No, I I I am reading it. I I believe you. It is not coming up. And I'm like, oh, so frustrated. So she's like, okay, let me delete the entire title. Let me just type in the author's name. Hopefully she hasn't written He or She hasn't written like, you know, 4,000 books. Um, I'm like, no, I don't think so. I think it's only been a couple. Mm. So then she types it in and she finally is able to pull it up based off of just the author. Because apparently in that bookstore system, the down days colon a novel. And she didn't put in the colon. So it didn't pick it up
1: it's (laughs) absurd as a person who worked in a bookstore that's nuts there's no way it should require this
0: right okay well she was she was extremely frustrated as well and she's like okay it's in science fiction i'm like that makes no sense but okay Mm -hmm. i was like great i just needed to know the section like i i know how bookstores are laid out i know how to find these things and she's like no (laughs) she's like we're pre- They're having us redo our sci-fi section and it's not in order. And I was like, you have to be kidding me. So then we're like going through the shelves and going through the shelves. And she's like, it should be in like one of these two shelves. I'm like, oh, there it is. It's hot pink.
1: Yeah, the, the okay. pink one.
0: <laughs> it's the pink one. And she's like, well, I'm really glad that it was a brightly colored binding. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, we'd have been here a while.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so- no.
2: I'm very curious how they're arranging their sci-fi section, then, if it's not in alphabetical order. So for I this haven't... one... Go
1: ahead. Oh, if, if it's the... I believe it's the, the same franchise of stores. Um, but yeah, like they, they've been chunking things by franchises more and then making more like highlight shelves in the ones in our area. They're definitely changing it. Um, Are they going for that the like, box like sh- uh, layout for the shelving as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to like, trap people, exactly. in there, which I I do like and don't like. Different. Absolutely. I'm of two minds about it. I feel,
2: I feel like the last time I was in there, I noticed more books than I normally would have mm-hmm. because of that box style. Because it did feel like a maze, but and then but then I kept on getting lost, which made me look a little bit more. But um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I don't I don't know if I like just having the popular books show <laughs> the franchise books so. Set. It's it was like going into somebody's personal library as opposed to, like where that person knows where everything is, which is fine. But the employees don't know where everything is. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I I can't imagine being and like working in those stores in this time. Uh, being a person who works for these stores two months from now may be great. Right now, uh uh-uh, uh Hell,
0: I am not a fan. Yeah, I'm straight up not a fan. But I'm somebody who I peruse like even if I go mm-hmm. in just to get a book. I walk up and down every aisle because I do that in clothing stores too. Like I just, I walk up and down every aisle and I kind of peruse everything. So like, I don't need it in the box and the order doesn't make any sense. I'm like, are we going right to left? Are we going left to right? Because like like from front to back, it would be a left to right alphabetical. But if I'm standing in the box, it should be a right to left. And so I'm like, doesn't make any sense.
2: (laughs) I feel like I know what it is now. I feel like this chain thinks that people have discovered reading during COVID that normally aren't readers. And so they're getting them in thinking they're going in just to look for that one book. But they've changed it around so that those people who aren't typical readers that don't like things left and right, left and right, are going to buy more books. I feel like it's for the people who are becoming readers <laughs> to try to I force think- them to read things they wouldn't normally read or don't know about yet. I feel like I it's, think- it's an interesting marketing strategy, at least.
1: It's, it's a curious one. I think it's definitely made to kind of like pocket people. So like a sci-fi fantasy section is a sci-fi fantasy section. And when you're in there, yeah. you're in there. It's literally surrounding you. You can't just walk past and go, ooh, pop vinyls, and walk right away. You know? Well, like, see, I felt like it... In there. I-
2: I got more of the ooh, what's over here? I was like, what's in this room? What's in this room? Like, I feel like, hmm. but I don't well, know. Then, but I usually shot that way anyway, so it didn't really matter.
0: <laughs> then, but like, just the just didn't make any sense.
1: I would agree. Uh, this has been your. <laughs> Once in a while, like book organizational podcast with <laughs> Geekly Media, because if you're here t- listening, to us talk about books, you probably agree. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. for, for this one, the um, wait, were you gonna say something else? I
0: was gonna say, please go to your local. If you haven't been into the bookstore recently, of. A major national chain. Please go in and observe the changes, and let us know how you feel about it. Because clearly, we all have opinions on it.
1: Yeah, get get at us on social media. It's <laughs> it's a lot to talk about for sure.
2: <laughs> I uh, feel like they all know what the chain is too. I hope they. What? They have you have what? <laughs>
0: I'm not giving away free advertising. So <laughs> I
1: know. yeah, you 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 get at us. You pay. I'm you you a Patreon <laughs> subscriber at least. Um, but no, um, so for this book, though, I wanted to know how the experience of it, uh, of reading it, has actually been. Again, we'll, we'll get into the plot stuff, but I think one of the biggest things for it is that it does have a unique style of how it's put together. You had mentioned earlier it's over seven days, and it's split up into those chunks. Mm-hmm. But it's also split up for each chapter. It's from a different character's perspective.
2: Yeah. I like it. I've read a few books that do that. I have written a few books that do that. It is still very confusing, and you definitely need to pay attention when you're reading, which is why I feel like I could not do this as an audiobook unless it had a different voice for every single person. Like Mm -hmm. Then I could do it, but if it was like the same few voices, I don't think I I could, just with the way my brain works when it comes to audiobooks, which I'm only recently getting into, I don't feel like I could. (laughs) pay attention or follow it but i do tend to like getting different perspectives of one thing and i exceptionally like it in this book with the fact that not only do you get the different perspectives but you get different um character descriptions from the same character Mm -hmm. like like two characters will meet the same exact character but they're describing that character differently and i really like that like that is like what a fun way to play with that writing style is to just It's all in how what person sees it. And yeah, but I feel like as a writer, gosh, that has to be a real pain in the butt because you really have to put yourself in a lot of different types of character shoes. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's difficult and
1: it, yeah, it's difficult. (laughs) (laughs) And for for you, Elizabeth, how how has this one been so far?
0: So I need to, I actually think I need to go back and start again. Oh, goodness. I tend to read very quickly. Mm. I, I'm very much a speed reader. I'm very much like, get in, get out, get it handled. With this kind of structure, particularly with the number of characters and the continuing addition of number of characters, one, it reminds me a lot of Russian novels in the fact that I definitely need a character tree. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> sit down with my pen and paper and like, break this down and mm-hmm. um, draw my little dotted and dashed <laughs> lines to connect everybody and use the color coordination. I'm going to have to do the whole thing just to try and keep track. I like it because it allows you as the reader to kind of piece things together outside of the book. Whereas, you know, like with the last book, we were, The character was piecing the murder mystery together. You were Mm -hmm. piecing it along with her. This allows you to kind of piece it separate from the characters. (laughs) The downside to this style for me is I don't feel as connected to the characters.
1: I don't think that's necessarily even a product of the style so much. Because um, having gone through it twice now, uh, once entirely, and then now with you guys, I still don't feel a massive connection either, <laughs> and i I know that at the end of everything last time, I definitely had more of a connection, but at this point in the book, I think that there's so little of the characters in a big way without knowing their backgrounds more or anything like that yeah. it it hasn't developed
0: yeah, so well and i and I don't think you get to because I mean, in this section, I guess we can kind of get into it a little bit if everybody's mm-hmm. okay with that. So like in this section tomorrow, one of our characters, she's female. I'm guessing about 14? 12, 14?
1: Yeah.
2: She says she's 14, but she looks younger than 14. But we don't ever get her actual age, but she claims she is 14.
1: Yeah, she she gets very mad if you question whether she is 14 or not.
0: Both of her parents have succumbed to the virus.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: She has a toddler brother that she cares for and he gets kidnapped mm-hmm. and he gets taken. And like that's a very heart wrenching thing. And and you feel it, but you feel it for exactly three pages. Because mm-hmm. then immediately you're transported out to something completely unconnected, completely tangential, nothing to do with that very scene. And so I feel like the break in that causes me to become disconnected.
1: Mm. Did, I did you uh, did did you feel it most do you think like in the moment when it actually happened or did you feel it through the part where the, she gets the one like uh, the guy who works the parking lot kind of place? Um, like, did you feel it through that whole scene as well?
0: I felt it through that whole scene. But it felt very short. So and then we moved on, I think, to Faith.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was the next chapter. And faith is just sitting in a car doing nothing, and so it's just like it's very jarring mm-hmm. to have that kind of happen. And the same thing with Lucky's kidnapping; like everything goes black, and you're like, "Okay, I'm now on the edge of my seat. What happened?" And then we go off on some tangent.
1: And for for anyone who uh, isn't like isn't necessarily reading the book, if um, you guys have listened to a podcast that's like about a movie, but you didn't watch the movie, yeah yeah so for for that one, um there's the girl tomorrow who has her brother kidnapped, and then faith is a person that she reaches out to because of the things that faith is involved in um with like a kind of like a gossip brag kind of thing um where she's put an ad in there saying that she'll help someone kind of as like a she's private a PI.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah uh
1: and so um she goes to her uh but faith's life is in no way shape or form any less complex than anyone else's life in the situation. Uh, she works as a collector, per, a person who goes around collecting the dead, kind of like bring out your dead kind of person. Um, and the person that she works with is kidnapped. But he also is involved in... Lucky doesn't
2: um, work with Faith. Who, what?
1: Lucky works don't. I don't think this is... I think this is a product of the name thing. Yeah, <laughs> not not the not not like future spoilers. This is a, this is the product of names and me not remembering them for this book. No,
2: Lucky is not. <laughs> it's Ash that works for Faith. Ash, the hot guy. With,
0: yeah, Ash works with Faith. That's the one.
2: Lucky <laughs> works
0: with Sands. Sands is a ponytail dealer. Because yeah. apparently, hair is a hot commodity. And we are a hot commodity. And we use our hot commodity and Sands basically runs like, I picture Sands very much the type of Sherlock Holmes character where he's got his street gang that he uses to kind of gather information, get things done, get things mm-hmm. handled. Like, he's not a bad guy. He's not, but he's not a good guy either. Yeah. <clears throat> So, I'll
1: take that. that.
0: Lucky works for Sans. Sans sends Lucky with several thousand dollars, tens of thousands of dollars on a job. Lucky gets distracted, gets kidnapped, Mm -hmm. goes missing. Sans loses his mind. Turns out Lucky is rooming with Tomorrow, Mm -hmm. who's hired Faith.
1: Yes. Yes. The characters come together in such a crazy way that while I read the book, I could only imagine it being a movie. Because I couldn't
2: I, Yeah, I can because not only that, but Faith's across the street neighbor is the guy that dealt with tomorrow and Elliot, the guy with the hyena. Which yeah. I thought was the coolest thing ever. I was it like, was,
1: Yes, hyena, but uh, like Johannes?
2: I think so. Or Jameis. is
0: yeah, the yeah, name Yeah, Yamis. Yeah,
2: Yamas, Yamas. The there we Yamas. go. I know. I'm, by the way, we're going to butcher all the names. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, I'm lucky in that one for the Yamas. audiobook part.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. We're going to depend on you for how we're <laughs> supposed to pronounce it. I
0: don't remember the name of the guy. I'm not sure we ever really got the name of the guy. We just get the name of his hyena.
1: Yeah, which is the most important part, anyway. I mean, come on. Yeah,
2: like who cares? He's just the guy with the hyena. Yeah, but
1: I think he even feels that way. From the description of the things, he's like, I'm the guy with the hyena. And people look at me and they think that's the guy with the hyena. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, and,
2: um,
0: No, I, and apparently Faith was sleeping with him at
2: some point, or is sleeping with him at some. point. I, I think I'm getting that Faith just
0: Faith Wait. sleeps with everybody. Yeah, uh, she had an entanglement. <laughs>
2: Nothing wrong with that,
0: but (laughs) it's really just a matter of trying to, I got to have my dotted and dashed lines and I (laughs) got to figure out,
2: but I do feel like with Faye's character, it's just like every time she's talking, she talks about a guy and she talks about, yeah, I had a fling with him for like two days. (laughs) just like two or so. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did that. I think my personal favorite was uh, her ex-lover
0: whose name is Lawyer.
1: Yeah, Lawyer Chabalala.
0: His oh name God. is Lawyer, but yeah, he is this- not a lawyer. He's a journalist <laughs> journalist <laughs> in a gossip magazine. And yeah. I'm like, really?
1: Yeah. And the, the magazine the magazine is called The Truth. But then in a discussion that he has with her, he's like, you're looking for the truth. <laughs> it's just like, but not <laughs> the truth. Not that I here.
0: But this not the truth. <laughs> that truth. And then, of course, there's somebody named Major who I think is our big bad guy, but I'm not sure. Still trying to piece that together. Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how this one that's out for you. <laughs> he's not a major. He's a caretaker
0: for a convent because the nuns are now in the ponytail like
2: yeah.
0: market. So, like,
2: mm-hmm. so, so far, as I was getting sans, gets them the hair. The nuns make the hair into a weaver wig. And then somebody buys... I don't know. I'm just
0: no. The nuns get the hair. The nuns get the, oh, hair, the, nuns from get the hair from donations, the mm-hmm. and they wash and clean them, and then they sell them to sands, who turns them into weaves
2: and sells them on the market. But people- I feel like there's one more group of people we're missing in that process, though. But I feel yeah, like there has to be another
0: Koreans.
2: Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah,
1: they're, which they're I I
0: not become aware as to
1: what the Koreans. <laughs> I think they're just there, like, that's the only time that you'll hear mention of them. Okay. Yeah, that's
2: it. Sans talks about them killing him. Oh, okay. That's it? (laughs) They seem like they were going to be big players.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, for this one, um, there are a lot of moving parts in this city, with it being so different from how a normal city would work. And it's all Mm -hmm. because the whole place is so insular.
2: Yeah, it's and- so insular, but it's also, I mean, it's Cape Horn, which is already a city that has a ton of different types of people in it too, which mm-hmm. I think is why it's an excellent setting to do something like this pandemic because you have people on all facets of life and people from all ethnicities there too. So mm-hmm.
1: it's
2: a very cool setting.
1: Yeah. Um, one of the things that you guys mentioned, um was that the church does take in hair that is then sold to these people who are, Lovingly referred to as ponyjackers um, that that deal in the hair trade. But the, the hair that's given to them is supposed to absolve you of sin or make you clean in some way. Uh, there are all these different groups of people who have their own individual ideas on what the cause of the laughter is. What mm-hmm. the fix for the laughter is. And they were all... Th- they're yes. very detailed in <laughs> in their, their motivations and everything that they're trying to do. And I did, I never felt like the book was moving too fast, but I never felt like it was moving slow either. I you I, you, like you felt like it was moving too fast. It
0: was too <laughs> like I can't keep track.
1: It, um, one, one of the things for this that, it kind of felt like was like the book is um, an episode of a TV show where they just throw you into a thing, and it's like mm-hmm. like if, if you didn't know any of the stuff that happened earlier on for Walter White, and you just jumped into it, and he's already selling whatever drug he's selling, and then over the like the season, then you find out his backstory. That's how this one goes. Yeah, but there are so many moving parts. It's a lot to hit the ground running in.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, we're trying to learn nine backstories because mm-hmm. there's. Tomorrow, the 14-year-old, mm-hmm. her brother Elliot, who I don't think we really lear- need to learn a backstory about him. I think he's just a, a tangential character. Sans, Lucky, Faith, Ash, Jameis, the, or Hamus the yes. hyena dude, mm-hmm. Major, mm-hmm. Piper. Piper, Piper, there you go. that's her name. <laughs> uh-huh. um, lawyer? A, lawyer, and then there was somebody else.
1: I mean, there. the The worst part about this is that you're only going to need more fingers later. Oh shit!
2: Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not one, and I don't know if it's because I'm a writer, if it's because I read so many young adult books, or what. But it's just, I don't need backstory to like a character. Like, I just, I can take them as they are now and be like, okay, I've got this person down. Mm. If I find out some twist later, whatever, that'd be great. But like. I'm fine with not knowing everything and it's kinda of sort of my writing style too is I'm fine with not having a fully developed character and just going with the flow. Like even if I don't get any of these characters' entire background, I will be fine because their story, the story that I'm reading right now is what's happening to them now, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I'm fine with that. But even then it is still a lot of characters to keep track of because especially since it's not even just the characters you're jumping between and those point of views it's just you get this feeling that these side characters that they're mentioning are also very important you're just like okay what like what is happening but i still quite enjoy this book and i'm glad you picked it but
0: <laughs> okay. yeah i i think for me i don't necessarily need backstories for every character in a book mhm But I typically want some backstory to your main characters. The problem is, is this book has so many main characters, A. Mm -hmm. And B, I feel like because everything changed seven years ago, their backstories become super relevant because you're dealing with a shifting timeline. Mm -hmm. If we were just in their average day the way their day had been for all their lives, I probably am with you. I probably wouldn't need their backstory. Mm -hmm. But because we're dealing in being, even the characters themselves, being thrown in to a whole new way of living in the last seven years, I feel like I need the backstory to know what has turned upside down in the society as a whole.
1: I can Mm. understand that one.
0: Like, Sans backstory to me is a very apropos one of what's happening to his class of people Mm -hmm. that being young professionals of wealthier families who aren't the ultra rich but are well off Mm -hmm. and who then have to deal with this change. And Same with Piper in that same kind of scenario. I feel like their two backstories teach us about that echelon. Whereas Faith's backstory and I get the impression like Major's backstory deal with the other, you know, deal with a different echelon. And then you have the kids, you know, tomorrow, Lucky, Ash, who were young enough that this is kind of their developed world. This is what they've grown in. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like that becomes why you have to have those backstories because otherwise you don't understand how the society is working.
1: I'll accept that. Honestly, um, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that one. I, I think I, I don't know if it's a product of the way that I just live in general, where everything's so much like just fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> <laughs> that, like I, I'm I'm fine with like having like a vague idea of what the chessboard looks like and not knowing how the knight became the knight. <laughs> you know, uh,
0: <laughs> and I guess because I, I live in a world where I have to know how the sausage gets yeah. made. Yeah. I have to know how each piece of the chessboard has moved is likely to move all the possible moves probability of success of those moves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it's definitely an interesting one to see how each person will pick this one apart. And I'm very curious to see the way it goes at the end.
0: Oh gosh. B- before that terrifies me. You do realize like <laughs> your, your maniacal grin terrifies me. I do still need to go back and reread this because I'm sure I've missed
1: something I mean you won't lose anything by doing it except time <laughs> but so before yeah, it's a lot of time but before before I go into the, the footnote here uh, I just want to ask you guys real quick do you guys have any predictions mm. if there's even been enough for you guys to predict if, I, if you don't have any predictions what do you feel is important going forward
2: I'm trying to decide if Sans has a, like, diluted version of the joke or the laughing or whatever this virus is. The I feel like too. he might have... I don't think he has the virus that will kill him. I think he might have some sort of diluted form of it. That he's getting these crazy hallucinations of unicorn hair. <laughs>
1: Yeah (laughs) Who you saw in this picture
2: Yeah Um, Go ahead uh, I I think that might be about it But I feel like whatever that is Will be very key In everything else Whatever is going on with him Psychologically Okay
0: (laughs) I think Faith is going to become Our crux The person who solves The riddle I think Harper yeah. is going to turn around and become Faith's key piece of evidence, piece of witness. Um, yeah. I think she's going to help solve the issue. And I do think, I think you're right, Jessica. I think Sands is patient zero for yeah. a new strain of the virus that may or may not be what's necessary to get the vaccine. Okay. But I think Faith's gonna be the one to figure it out and I think Piper's gonna be the one to help her.
1: I'm I'm interested again to see how this stuff works out for you guys.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. I just feel scared now. I keep on reminding as I'm like reading this and like seeing our own future of where I- oh that's another thing I want to mention. I absolutely loved loved the idea of lip porn. <laughs> In you're a time right. where you can't see lips. And there's lip. I was like, that would so happen in seven years. I was like, yes, it's like this is so true. Because at first you're like, ew, what? And then you're like, no way, it makes perfect sense. Just, that's
0: great. And I like the I really appreciated the fact that they've put an emphasis on under these super stressful situations, violent speak is peaked. Mm-hmm. And so they had to mitigate that with um, legalized forms of violence.
1: <laughs> yeah, like legalized. It didn't look the other way, I guess. And I, I like the the way that people approach it, where they'll actually dress up. Like, who, who who do you want to beat up? You want you want to beat up one of the people that takes the bodies away? You want to beat up one of the people that's from the weird churches? Who do you want to beat up? Yeah,
2: yeah. No,
0: which is yeah. You. But to to put that kind of emphasis on reality, Mm -hmm. I think was really, really kind of um, refreshing to see. And the kind of absurdity when you take Mm -hmm. things to their logical end, like, oh, this illness causes laughing, so we're going to ban laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's... That's taking things to their logical conclusion and so you kind of see the absurdity of what happens when you do that. Mm
1: -hmm. It's an interesting one. Um, There there are a few bits in there that are heavily grounded in realism and how we've seen things actually happen. Even though this book was written in a time when they had no idea what was going to happen. This wasn't a book that somebody put together in a couple weeks. This was planned and the author has been very open about the fact that like I didn't know the was. Fuck? yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like the, the the director of the movie Idiocracy. They're looking around now. Like, I, how could I have possibly nailed all of these things? Yeah. But, oh.
2: yeah, I have to constantly remind myself. He said this was optimistic. He said this was optimistic. <laughs> 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 needs to get optimistic. That is, that is my
0: one bone to pick with you, Stephen.
1: I'm not saying I optimistic. I didn't. I didn't peddle it with that phrase. They attached it to it, and you know, I think it fits.
0: I think you and I need to have a discussion about what the word optimism
1: means. <laughs> you send me the gift from the princess bride. I don't think that word means what you think it means. Don't think that word means what you think it yeah, no. uh, So for this one, one of the things that we had, um, that was mentioned early on in the book as our, but no, um, but no, one of the things that's mentioned in the book is that there is something that's similar to what ends up happening in this book in the past, which is again, another thing that's eerily reminiscent of our current situation. Um, but in uh, 1962, I believe it was, let me bring up my little text thingy here because I had to make sure and get all the details right for this one. Mm-hmm. So uh, essentially in 1962, there was um, there was a school in um, the uh, Kasasa, Uh, in in what is now Tanzania. It was a girls' school. Um, During one of the classes, um, like a bunch of the girls, they started laughing, you know, and it sprung up organically. And over time, this laughter just persisted with all of these girls. Um, The girls would be in a school where they would be there for a little bit longer amount of time, I would assume. Otherwise, it would have seemed like it would have gone home, come back, on home, come back. And it would have been even weirder. But they started laughing in the in a larger group, and it spread to the point where when these girls did go home, it spread to their home villages as well. And people would laugh, they would stop for a couple of days, and they would come back. People would have these persistent fits of laughing. Uh, and the whole thing would last for a year and a half, essentially, with over a thousand people coming down with what would be associated with this particular mass hysteria or uh, what is the other term they use here? Mass hysteria or mass psychogenic illness. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a thing that people talk about with mass mass hysteria or like like different behaviors that are mimicked by crowds, but they're drastically different things. Um, Mm -hmm. And mass hysteria, I don't know. It seems like something a person says when they don't know a real cause for something and they don't necessarily identify what an actual viral cause for this is. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, there's one other thing that's a little more similar that happened in actually the same year in 1962 that happened in the United States where a bunch of workers in a factory, a textile factory also started exhibiting a bunch of the same symptoms for something. This was more of um, an actual Illness, vomiting, other things like that. But when, in in both of these cases, when the people were actually subjected to any kind of medical examination, there was no cause that was found for these things. <clears throat> for for the girls, they would laugh again for this whole year and a half, like on and off. It would go back to their villages. It would spread, uh, and some people like they associated it with the stresses of this new situation that T- Tanzania had found itself in. That region had just been, like, freed, declared independence. Uh, and the schools that the girls were going to were supposed to be teaching them things that they were very foreign to them. And so they tried to sign it to those things. But again, that one sounds odd. And, like, when people would talk about, like, female sexuality in the past, and they would just call it hysteria, mm. that's what that was heavily reminiscent of for me yeah. when reading about these things.
2: I'll have to... I'll try to do more research on laughter, neurologically itself, because if I remember correctly, I think only humans and like some monkey species actually laugh, and it's considered more of a uh, social survival thing as opposed to a actual natural survival mechanism. So, but I can't quite remember what part of the brain it comes from or anything. So. I don't know. I'm gonna do some research on just laughter itself to see if I can figure anything out out there.
0: Yeah, and from a,
2: from a political science sociological
0: construct, mass hysteria when applied to medical diagnoses, I agree with mm-hmm. you. It is often the case of we don't know what else to call it. Mm-hmm. However, mass hysteria from a sociological standpoint is fairly common and an actual thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you get group think the mob yeah. mentality, mass hysteria, they're all all pretty equivalent in their definitions from mm. that perspective. So I don't mm-hmm. necessarily want to dismiss the label of mass hysteria well, yeah. in its entire usage, but definitely when applied to a medical condition.
1: Yeah. One I one that one one that seems communicable over distance. Outside of, like, say, like a particularly tense situation, I think that one seems a little bit, eh. yeah, but something where it's like a like one situation in um, one certain period of time, like a very short period of time. But if it's something extended and over distance, that's when I start to like side-eye right. it a little bit, yeah, yeah.
0: So, as always, look at things with a critical eye from different perspectives, get different opinions and points of view on things that are opinions. Mm-hmm. Do Your own research in terms of facts, look for solid scientific research.
1: <laughs> One thing I, I, can I, be I, I hard I, I to find kind of... sometimes: yeah. <laughs> One thing Just... I wish I had done almost more than talking like trying to bring up any of the stuff for the real world corollary for those things is have gone through the book as I go through it and put together a list of the things that she nailed that would happen now yeah <laughs> in there like the the radio interview where the person was talking about like and you can't even barely go to any kind like any funerals or anything, even though I'm doing so many of them, and then she talked about like zoom funerals, and her husband didn't even like put on like like more than just like the top part because no one can see the bottom part of him, like, she nailed those parts,
0: oh yeah, no, well, I mean, we need a footnote for next week, so mm-hmm. come back <laughs> we will talk about all of the pandemic things that were nailed in this book. You um, can commiserate with the fact that a very brilliant creative author saw this coming. <laughs> are
2: humans are humans.
0: But... Yeah,
2: they we're pretty predictable.
0: <laughs> it's fair. well, any final thoughts, words?
1: Thank you guys for joining me in this one. I, I, I don't think talking about a pandemic novel is any kind of a light ask, and you guys plunged in, and I appreciate it.
2: I feel like. Someone out there should get a jump on the lip porn industry, though. We're heading out. <laughs> <way. laughs>
0: hey, the next great idea. <laughs> got it for Just, you. <laughs> got it for, expect- from the pe- expect- from the people 5% who br- that kickback.
1: Yeah. Right. No, but but from the people who br- who brought you exposed ankle in the past <laughs> lip porn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. That is Love of Pages for this week. Uh, We do have a Patreon page for Geek Elite Media. Mm -hmm. Uh, Please go and join us. Allow us to continue to bring more content to you. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast and all of Geek Elite Media's podcasts on whatever podcatcher you have. You can find archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts at geekelitemedia.com. Jessica,
2: where can people find you? You guys can find me on Twitter as J.M. Bailey Writes. And Steven, where can people find you?
1: You can find me across all social media as Peppermint Gentleman or Peppermint Gent for short.
0: And you can find me with the rest of GeekElite Media at Geekalit Media and our Facebook page forward slash geek elite Media. Until next time, this is The Love of Pages, reminding you to keep turning that page And always remember to geek out. (laughs) (laughs) We're never going to get that right. This concludes our broadcast.